1: Hey folks, back on the Boss Man Show. We have North Carolina Central head coach Trey Oliver that be in town this weekend. Center Park Stadium, the Swag at Challenge against Alcorn State and Fred Monero's boys. Coach Oliver, what's up, man? Glad to see you coming to town here this weekend. Yeah, man, we're excited about coming down to the A, man. No. Come on, <laughs> take this thing off. No doubt. Well, Coach, your guys going to be really amped because... They haven't played ball in almost two, full years, man. Last year, being canceled due to COVID. So how jacked up are your boys? How you on, how excited are they going to be to get out there on Center Park Stadium on Saturday and go against those Braves of Alcorn State, man? I man, they're excited. They really
2: are. But I was, I was really pleased with practice yesterday and throughout the team meetings. They were really locked in. It wasn't a whole lot of rah-rah and everything like that. So uh, my guys understand the task at hand. Um, they understand we have limited distractions. Um, and, and, you know, we'll be ready to go when we get down there uh, in Atlanta.
1: No doubt. Let's go back to your journey here from being off for of two full years. How did you all use that time last season to, to make your guys better, get them better prepared for this year coming up?
2: Well, as soon as we decided to opt out uh, in, in the 20 season, 2020 season, um, Waskell, my strength coach, Thomas Carroll, and we came up with a, a, a plan. Uh, it was, you know, a, a heavy plan, you know, nine weeks of, of heavy lifting uh, and conditioning. Um, We really wanted to focus on, you know, getting our guys bigger, faster and stronger for those nine weeks. Um, It wasn't about football. It wasn't about X's and O's. It was about moving some weight, moving that iron. So uh, we did that. And then after we got, you know, we started maintaining and then, you know, started getting back on the X's and O's and, you know, the fundamentals
1: of football. No, Darren, and Coach, what's so important is having a, a great strength coach in sync with you because they're with the guys more than you are most of the time. No, you know, they spend the most time with those guys daily. But talk about having that strength coach in sync with you and, and your vision for your team to, to be bigger, faster, and stronger, to go out there and tackle on Saturdays, afternoons and Saturday nights out there on the field. Right,
2: and I mean, um, the support staff never gets the credit that they, that they should. Um, from our sports medicine, Sean Thomas and his staff, to, like I said, Thomas Carroll. But, uh, you know, when the guys go in the weight room, um, he's another coach. So, you know, he's making sure that he's uh, uh, communicating with the, get, with the players, uh, my vision, um, uh, everything we're saying up here in staff meetings, everything the coach is saying, you know, like you said, the strength coach spends all the time with the guys. So uh, since he's been here, you can really see the culture change, uh, the disciplines change, um, and, and guys are holding each other accountable. And we went through a whole nine, nine weeks. We didn't have anybody miss a workout. Um, you know, guys, guys are on time. So, Thomas Carroll's done an outstanding
1: job for us. And, coach, also, what's very important for your young men is, is putting the right fuel in their bodies. That rest, recovery, nutrition piece is so important to be able to play fast because you guys, as guys, the body, and I know this, you you grow muscle when you sleep. And when it's recovering when you sleep, when you rest, that's when the muscle gets bigger, not while you're doing it. It's after the fact. So, how important is that piece of it, coach, as well, man?
2: Well, you know, we have a nutritionist. You know, a lot of schools and in, in the FCS level don't have, you know, uh, Nutritionists, but we we were fortunate enough to have one, and our sports performance. I mean, um, that's the big thing. You got to put you know calories in the young men's body. So we spend you know just as much time talking about nutrition, and you know a diet and all that other stuff. So uh, you go into the weight room. We have a fueling station where they get smoothies and they get the muscle milk and they get uh, you know all these supplements. So uh, it's it's really it's really good to have that, especially on the hot days when these guys are burning so many calories. You know during camp.
1: No doubt, Coach. And I look at your schedule, man. That non-conference schedule is is as is, is, is cool as can be. You got here Alcorn State in Atlanta. You got Marshall, went Salem State, A&T, you're right from the MEAC, Mississippi Valley State, and Tennessee Tech out of the OVC. Tell us about that schedule you got for non-conference for you get that MEAC play, Coach.
2: Well, obviously, we focused on Alcorn first and foremost. But, uh, you know, is, that is a tough uh, non-conference schedule. But, um, you know, we, we're putting all our time and energy on Alcorn. And uh, that should be a good test to see where we are. Uh, obviously, you say Marshall—that's that's the that's you know larger FBS program. But um, obviously, you know our rivals, in-state rivals, Winston-Salem and North Carolina A&T. Those will be two two great games. And then uh, we'll have another SWAC component going down to play uh, Mississippi Valley and in
1: Abbeville. And, and how important is the coaching to schedule these non-conference games to get the NC Central? Footprint in these different towns because you never know if a guy might see you guys play, might be interested to come to the university. So how important is that when you schedule these games is it getting that footprint to show people about the kind of what you got the guys going down there in Durham over there,
2: right? And that's uh, that's that's a big part of it, and uh, you know, being able to get recruits to come to the games even if we're on the road uh, uh, to be able to you know meet the coaches and everything like that as well. Um, but you know, it's, it's so much that goes into into the scheduling, whether you know as far as money travel. Um, the style of play of different teams, um, obviously, you know, being on TV, uh,
1: that gets, you know, your brand out there. So, um,
2: you know, it's good. We're excited about this non-conference schedule.
1: No doubt. Speaking of that brand, uh, since you've been there, you, I mean, you've played essentially. That's your alma mater. So you know that brand better than anybody in the world. So how do you go about making sure this brand is top of the line in the media and everybody knows about the over the Eagles over there and, and over there in Durham, North Carolina, and NC Central. So Tell us about that vision you have, knowing that you played there as your alma mater.
2: Well, you know, um, you know, we have to put a great product on the on the on the field. And um uh, you know, when alumni and and the fans tune in, I want them to be proud of of, of what they're seeing from the university. And um, like you said, I did have an opportunity to play here uh um, for four years, and then you know, I came back and coached for you know for a couple of years after that. Um, but, you know, I, I love my university, man. And uh, like you said, we need to be back on top of that MEAC back in, nope. Atlanta, in, back in Atlanta in November.
1: <laughs> no doubt. Let me ask you, Coach, Follow I out here, we're who, who going to be seeing you guys for the first time in two years. Who are some key guys on both sides of the ball they should look out for on Saturday?
2: <laughs> we, we got some players, man. And on the offensive side of the ball, uh, uh, I think, you know, they don't ever get any credit, but I think our O-line has made huge strides in this offseason. Um, I think that we're very talented in the skill position from running back, quarterback, and uh, receivers. I think we have some some dudes out there. Uh, defensively, uh, we have a lot of depth of D-line. Uh, we have some new DBs that came in. Um, uh, so we'll be looking, you know, for one or two of those guys to step up and, and uh, put their fingerprint on it. But um, somebody asked about Brian Mills, the DB we had that, that's at New Orleans Saints now. He didn't even start for the first three games and continue to work, work, work you know, earn a starting position. Then. Now he's in the National Football League. So it'll be some guys that step up. And uh, um, I like where we
1: are, though. No doubt. Coach, I'm asking you this, man. And when you play, was well, you playing ball, Coach? At what point did you decide you want to get into coaching? Because I know my father is a coach. I, I chose not to get into that business, obviously. But for you, what was that trigger to get you back, get you on to be a coach and help young men grow themselves as football players and as men off the field as well?
2: Well, you know, I, I was always a, a student of the game. I really, you know, put time in and wanted to study. And, why, you know, ask, uh, Coach Washington was my, my, my defensive coordinator back then. But uh, I used to always wonder why we were doing things. You know, why are you making that call to, to not question it? But I just want to try to learn as much as possible. Um, I didn't really know how to get into coaching. So, you know, being a college coach was kind of, you know, I wasn't even really focused on that. Uh, just trying to get my degree and go find a job. But, you um, know. Uh, One of the coaches, as a matter of fact, Alcorn's defensive line coach, Coach Francis, uh, called me and got me a job at Delaware State after I graduated. Um, And then, you know, that's been the best thing that ever happened to me, Uh, just being able to touch young men, help impact them, and help them reach their goals.
1: And, Coach, talk about this piece, too. I went to Tennessee State, so I know all that experience. So how how do you, being a, a black man, leading a lot of young black men, over 100 young black men, Every year, and impacting those young men, loud. How how do you carry that burden and say, "Hey, this is something I want to help. I want to help these young men get them a, a push forward." Because football gave me a chance to get out of the hood. A lot of guys had the same story I do. So, how do you when you get a scholarship, you know that this is going to help him get his first point, go get from college chance, family maybe help his family him get a job down the roads. So how all those factors when you talk to young men really help you in your process of getting the young men to come to your program?
2: Well, you know, and, and I don't take that lightly at all. Um, because you see so many young men, uh, especially African-American men that aren't making it, whether it be, you know, um, uh, in the streets or, or not getting education, struggling to find work. So, you know, my staff and, and I, we understand, uh, it's about developing young men, um, on the field, off the field, helping be good husbands, fathers, uh, good citizens. So, um, you know, we, we pride, on our, pride ourselves on, uh, developing young men and, um, the guys that I recruit, the young men that we bring into the program, I try to go in everybody's house and make home visits. So, you know, you can see where they come from, kind of what makes them tick, um, you know, their background. And and the more you know about a young man, the more I think that you can help develop. Um, you can't talk to anybody, all the young men the same. You know what I mean? Some people work a little different. So, um, uh, and, and my wife gets on me all the time, you know, she says, Dad, you tell your players you love them more than you tell me. But, you know, I, I think that's that's a big part of it. Uh, you know, a lot of young men don't hear men tell them they love them. And it's okay to tell a man, you love them. And, and you know, that's part of our program. And all my guys know I love them. And, and uh, they ever need anything after they graduate, you know, I'm here for them.
1: That's what I'm for, Coach, this, man, when you come to Atlanta, what is your favorite spot to eat when you come to town here, man? Favorite spot? Yes, when you come to town here. Papa Top of those, eat steak and shrimp. <laughs> Jimmy Carter Boulevard. Yes, sir. Gwinnett County, North Cross, Georgia. All day, every day. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Coach, I, you come and tell, man, that we, when you come out, when you're not coming on business trip, I can show you some spots you really like, too, man. I got you, man.
2: <laughs> Give me one right now. I need to hit.
1: The name is not good, but Six Feet Under. Great sea, great seafood. Two at locations, Grant Park and 10th Street. Okay. Great seafood. Also, for your wife and yourself, raised on the river. Got Great it. Creole seafood there as well. Nice ambiance on the river as well in Cobb County. So that's a spot that, that, that your, your wife might <laughs> like. You take it to the Lynx Mall, too, while you're at it. Make make you happy Make you happy there.
2: It happy there. <laughs> I just moved up from Louisiana last time a couple years ago. So I kind of missed that, that, that Cajun food.
1: Yeah, we, I, I love it too myself, Coach. That's, I look, I'm not a barbecue guy. I'm a seafood Cajun Creole guy. I'm not a barbecue guy. I'm like, you're weird. I said, look, barbecue play, is played out to me. I like seafood and Cajun stuff. I like, like some spice in my food, man. <laughs>
2: there you go, man. Sounds good. Sounds
1: Coach, good. Coach, thank you for your time, Wade. Coach Oliver, for the you this Saturday at Center Park Stadium. And best of luck to you guys. Safe travels. And have a great game on Saturday, man. Appreciate it, man. Take care. Anytime, Coach.
2: All right